Hey, beautiful. My name is Jada. I'm an ambitious Black girl in my 20s trying to find balance through navigating the nuances of life, love, and money. As a hyper-independent woman with a type A personality, I'd like to take you on my journey of change and hopefully inspire some of you along the way to chase after your dreams and face your challenges with confidence. Welcome to the Adulting in Action podcast. Let's get into today's episode. Episode two, we're back, baby. So... This episode is going to be really special because I'm sharing with y'all 23 life lessons that I've learned in my 23 years of life. And these 23 years of life have been perfect. I would like to say perfect. And I know nothing in this life is perfect, but perfect for me. Okay. I wouldn't change a thing. I don't regret a thing. I don't regret a decision. And we're going to get into that. But before we get into the to the um to the episode today, I want to kind of just do a check-in, kind of share what's been on my mind lately and just share with y'all some life updates. So, we are about a month and 10 days away from moving. So, I'm going to keep y'all updated about all that good stuff. But this episode is going to be pretty long anyway because we're going over three life, I mean, not three, 23 life lessons that I've learned in my 23 years of life. So let's go ahead and get right into it and waste no more time. Number one is expect and accept the bad slash down times in life because they are necessary. Y'all, I have a tattoo that says 50 slash 50. And people always ask me like, what does the 50-50 mean? And it means just this, like I can expect good things to happen and bad things to happen. It's kind of like my version of a yin yang. Um, But the 50-50 is really about how, you know, we all have our fair share of good and bad. We all experience our fair share of good and bad times. And without the bad, there wouldn't be good times. And we wouldn't know the good times as good times without the bad times. And there's actually this Bible scripture that I read this morning, which is wild. Or wait, was it yesterday morning? Y'all, I'm going to do this in every episode <laughs> where I'm over here trying to remember dates. Y'all going to figure it out really fast at my... uh. My memory is not the greatest, but we're working on it. We're working on it. John 9, 1 through 3. It says, and y'all going to get it once I read it. It says, as he, okay, so this is the story about Jesus healing a, um, a blind man, right? And so it starts off, it says, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Um, Jesus replied, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. This Bible verse really shows how the bad times are used even in the story of a great miracle. So you have to appreciate the bad times and expect them and accept them to come and be okay with that. Moving on, number two says, your life's outcomes are a direct reflection of your everyday decisions. This one is so, 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 so true. And I really just have to remind myself of this every single time I'm met with a decision. And making decisions are hard. I'm I'm not even going to hold y'all. Making decisions are hard. And it's okay. Um, But you have to really push yourself to make the right decision. And there's going to be another lesson further down, too. That's going to get more into that. Um, But number three is people will treat you how you treat yourself. This one was a huge one, y'all. I was so insecure when I was younger. 
I was so insecure when I was younger and people treated me terribly and they always bagged on me and talked talk smack about me. Why? Because I was talking smack about myself. I was talking negative talk to myself, number one. And then on top of that, I was, I was an easy target. So once I kind of got it in my head that people will treat me how I treat myself and how I allow them to treat me, then that's basically like when everything clicked and I was just like, okay, but no more because now I'm in control of it. And once I start treating myself better, like a lot of that stuff went away. A lot of that stuff did. Um, number four, you have to believe it to be, wait, wait, hold on. Let's start over. You have to believe it to be so before it actually is so. So basically you just got to believe it before you see it. Um, this is how I was able to become a budget coach. I had to believe it for myself before I actually seen it in action. I had to name myself a budget coach before other people saw me and respected me as a budget coach. And it's the same thing for a lot of other things. If you want to be um, classy, if you want to be rich, if you want to be um, uh, the world's famous painter, whatever it is, whatever title that you have in your head or whatever vision you have, you have to believe it before you actually see it. You have to have that vision in your head and you that's what really has to be your driving force because without that vision, you're not going to have um, anything to keep you going through those hard times um, and to really stay motivated on your journey. You have to have a strong hold on that vision because that's what's really going to keep you going to that success point. So definitely, 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 you have to believe it before you see it. Number five, don't expect others to think or act the way that you do, because they'll fall short every single time. Ooh, y'all, I had to really check my expectations of other people, because I was so caught up in like, but I wouldn't do that. And I don't understand. Duh, you're not going to understand. You're not them. You don't think the way that they think. Jada, like, I had to really tell myself that, like, calm down. Like, how about you just try and step to them and understand them first before you judge them or before you, you know, just expect them to already have thought the thoughts that you already had in your brain, like, or to expect them to have had the experiences in their past that you've had. You can't expect any of that stuff. So you can't expect people to show up with any type of anything, really. Like having expectations on other people is what really allows us to let ourselves down because we're the ones that put the expectations on them. They didn't ask for those expectations. We put them on, we put them on them. So we're letting ourselves down every time we put expectations on another person because really like we should just accept people for how they're coming um, and then decide what we want to do with them based off of who they show themselves to be. Number six, not everything is for you and that is 100% okay. I had to believe that and I had to really understand that because I was a people pleaser and I know there's a lot of people pleasers out there and I'm trying to tell y'all not everything is for you. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody needs to be in your life and you don't need to be in everybody else's life either. It's okay. And it's, I had to learn that also with business too. Like it's okay to really be specific about your target audience. Number seven, denial is not the end of the road, but the beginning of another direction. This one is really helpful for rejection. It's really helpful to persevere. Knowing that denial is not the end, but just a redirection is a beautiful thing. To know that 
It's just like, nope, I'm helping you along your way. Don't even go far down this path because it's not for you. Redirect yourself. The the um the success path is that way. Like that's what denials and rejections are doing. That's what closed doors are doing. That's why you thank God for closing doors that no man can close and opening doors that no man can open because he's directing and and really guiding you along your path. Number eight, negative emotions have to be fully felt and dealt with so you can actually move on. This might seem a little like, duh, but it's like, man, to have that one in play is really, really hard. It's simple, but it's not easy. Negative emotions have to be fully felt and dealt with so you can actually move on. Thinking about it, it's like, okay, the first stage of trying to do better was, for me at least, was to just like get rid of the negative emotion and just replace it with a positive one immediately. While sometimes that can work, but for bigger things that actually need to be dealt with and felt for real, I had to give myself the space and time to feel those negative emotions fully or else there was still going to be a little bit left over. It's just like eating food. You're going to either eat all of it or there's going to be some stuff left over that you got to now deal with. And it's just like, the older I get, the more I'm understanding that the negative emotions that I have are okay. They're natural. They're human. They, they're they they're what make me me. And I just have to learn how to deal with my negative emotions in a positive way or in like a non-toxic way. And then I'm okay. So yeah, we're good. Feel your negative emotions. Do not push them down because you're going to just have to deal with them later. They're going to come back up and disguise themselves as something else when that's really what the problem is. And that was the root of it all. So just, you know what, just deal with the negative emotions as they come. So you don't have to deal with that baggage later. Number nine, the biggest chameleon in life is fear. It likes to disguise itself as surface truths or the helping hand. And I talked about this on my Instagram. So if you follow me at Greenline Planner, you already kind of heard something similar to this. But for real, for real, y'all, fear is not your best friend. Fear is a chameleon. It likes to show up as a helping hand because it likes to keep you in a comfortable spot and it likes to try and keep you safe. That's its job. Fear is trying to say, wait, wait, wait. Are you about to get yourself in a situation where you're not going to be safe? And while that can be helpful, sometimes fear likes to be very, very overpowering. Um, and it can get in the way a lot of the times if you don't control it. Because there's a lot of times where I thought I was protecting myself and I'm like, no, but my pride and my ego and my this and my that, my pride and my ego and my this and that, my that is really fueled by my fear. So that's all I'm going to say. Just don't 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 let it fake you out next um number 10 god is the only constant you can count on in this world so when the world is changing look to your constant to find your way we all need a north star that's gonna guide us y'all and god is the only constant that you can really count on this world is ever changing it's changing all the time and when you feel like it's spinning you need to just hold on to a pole and ground yourself god is the one okay number 11 is gratitude is the real key to true happiness. If you think about it, the people that are really, really, really happy are so content because they're just gracious about everything. Gratitude is when you're really just grateful for everything from the good, the bad, to the ugly, to the pretty, to the everything. Every little nook, cranny, nut and bolt, you are so grateful for it all because you're understanding how it all comes together to paint such a beautiful picture. 
And that is true happiness when you can say that you're really content with where you are right now. And I feel like I've reached that point, y'all. And that is one thing that happened in 2022 that I will never forget. 2022 is when I reached true happiness and true contentment with what I have done with my life and where I'm going. And that's also because I'm walking in my purpose. But I think we might have one of the lessons talk about purpose later. So let's continue. Number 12, as long as you stay consistent, the results will come in the end. So focus on consistency rather than proficiency. You cannot be a perfectionist that you're focusing on proficiency so, so, so much um, that you kind of lack on consistency. Number 13, greatness is birthed at the moment you decide to, wait, okay, start over. I swear I cannot read today. Number 13, greatness is birthed at the moment you decide to do the things it takes to be great. A lot of us think that we become great when we're recognized for the things that we've done, but that's just the recognition of it. Really, we are great in the moment that we decide to do the thing that's going to make us great. We are great in the moment that we decide to take our behind to the gym. We're great in the moment we decide to invest in college. We're great when we decide to invest in a budget coach like myself. You are great when you decide to put down fear and pick up courage so that you can actually go after your dreams and start living in your purpose. That is where greatness is birthed. That's the moment that you become great and you have to choose that decision every single time. And you have to really continue to work at it. And that's where the greatness is. It's not after you get recognized for it. And I believe I read that in the 12-week year. Shout out to Brian P. Morin. Number 14, you're not meant to control everything. That's God's job. Y'all, 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 y'all. Woo, 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 woo. Talk about trying to be in control of every little last thing. Control freak, raising my hand right here. That's me. Yes, little miscontrol freak thing, because the moment you stop trying to control everything is the moment that you're going to be so much happier because it is no longer up to you. You do not have to worry about it. It's not your responsibility. The more responsibility, the more pressure that you have on yourself. You take the responsibility off for yourself and you put the responsibility on God. You do not have as much pressure on yourself. Ta-da! Number 15, make space for discomfort. And when we do that, we make room for courage. Y'all, listen, the reason why courage comes when you make space for discomfort is because it takes courage to be uncomfortable and you have to make space for discomfort you have to expect change you have to expect yourself to be uncomfortable because when you're uncomfortable that's when change is happening when you're uncomfortable that's when you're growing number 16 If you believe that something outside of yourself will bring you happiness, then you're already setting yourself up for unhappiness. Lord, listen, if you believe that something outside of yourself is in control of your happiness, you, that means that you're already unhappy. Like, and you're setting yourself up for more unhappiness because you can't control that other person. You can't keep that other person constant. You can't tell that other person what to do, when to do it, how to do it, whenever you need to up your happiness level. You you can't. It's just not possible. So anything that's outside of yourself, if you're counting on that for your happiness, then you are setting yourself up to be unhappy in the future. that. Number 17, accountability is about taking ownership over your choices and nobody else can really hold you accountable. 
accountability is 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 a personal thing. That's an internal thing. People can't hold you accountable to do something. You have to hold yourself accountable because it's about taking ownership. Nobody can make you take ownership over something. You are the only one that can take ownership. So you're the only one that can take accountability. Nobody can hold you accountable. Accountability is really, really, really misunderstood because of that. Because people think that they can hold you accountable to something, accountability is paired with like consequences. Accountability is paired with um, negative things. And so you don't really like accountability because nobody wants to be held to do something. You know, it just feels like people telling them what to do. But if you take ownership over your choices and you feel like you have the agency um, and you're making the decision, then you accountability really turns into self-discipline and like holding yourself to that self-discipline. And so in, in taking ownership over the fact that you have this choice and what are you going to do with it? Are you going to hold yourself accountable to make the right choice? And so accountability is taking ownership over your choices. Remember that. And if you think about it that way, you're going to be way more inclined to hold yourself accountable and to lean into accountability rather than to shy away from it. Number 18, once you're an adult, you have to be your own parent and have self-discipline. Uh, so this ties into point number 17, I mean, lesson number 17. Once you're an adult, your parents are not parenting you anymore. You have to be the parent. You have to tell yourself to floss. You have to tell yourself to wake up early. You have to tell yourself to make your bed. You have to tell yourself to eat right. Put that cookie down. Do not eat the whole tub of ice cream. Only eat a quarter of it, Jada. Like things like that. You have to tell yourself you have to be your own parent. You have to put in the self-discipline and do the things that you know are going to benefit you in the future. Number 19, it's okay to ask for help. Oh my goodness, this is such a big one. This should have been higher up on the list, but this is something I had to learn and I've gotten better at it. But it's okay to ask for help. Jada, you don't have to do it all by yourself, baby girl. You have support. You have support and be grateful of that support. And a way to show your gratitude for the support is to lean into the support and to really just understand that this is set here for you to help you reach the purpose and the goals and the success that you see for yourself. You cannot make it there on your own. We're not meant to do life on our own. We are here to help one another and it's okay to ask for help and to lean on the resources that are right in front of you. It's okay. And I'm really speaking to myself while I'm speaking to y'all. Number 20, your life will go as far as you can see it. This is similar to the, you have to believe it before you see it type of thing. Um, but your life is going to only go far as you can see it. And this point is really driving home that you have to think big. You need to be able to visualize it. And once you can visualize it, then it's possible for yourself. Yeah. So like everything was really invented and created out of a vision. So life is only going to go as far as you can envision it. So think about that. Number 21, we're almost done, y'all. Number 21, your outer appearance matters because it affects how you show up in the world. This is so true. Like in college, I started um, dressing up every day to go to school and to go to class. And it really affected the way that I showed up in class and the way I participated. I was way more confident to participate in class because I felt good. I knew I looked good. And it was just like really a motivating factor for me. And it was it was fun because I was able to like romanticize my life and really like put effort into each day. And it really just makes you show up in the world a lot more intentionally. Number 22, make decisions based on what your future self wants. So this is what I was talking about um, a little earlier, but make decisions based on what your future self would want to, to have and would want to feel. So if you are really debating whether or not you should go to the gym, ask yourself like, okay, well, will future me in about a couple hours 
feel really good about the fact that I went to the gym despite the fact that I didn't want to? Will I feel really good and energized because I went and like actually had my heart pumping for a little minute? Or will I sit there and be like, dang, like you didn't even say that you didn't even do what you said you was going to do. You chickened out, you made excuses. And now look, now you didn't even work out and you're not even staying consistent. Now you fell off your consistency track. Do you want like, which one would you rather have? Because that's how you're going to feel as a result of that decision or that choice that you're about to make. Last one, number 23, only compete with yourself. Mic drop. Only compete with yourself. Only stay in your lane. Do not compare yourself to anybody else. And I know people say this all the time, but it's so true. Like if I was trying to compare my life to somebody else's life, that's like comparing apples and oranges. We did not have the same life variables. We did not have the same life circumstances. We did not see or grow up with the same people. We don't know all of the same things. Why am I trying to compare myself to something that is completely different? It just don't, it just doesn't even make sense. And you know what? Again, let's go ahead and pray because I want to pray about this time. I want him to test, to test these things that we're doing, to test these resolutions that we're setting, to test these changes that we plan on making, and to test like these lessons that I've learned in these past 23 years of life. So God. Right now, I really want to ask you to come here with us and to really touch everybody that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray for everybody and I feel that they are in a time where things are changing. They're realizing that they have had all these lessons in their life and they're now trying to implement them. This is the year of no longer playing small, God. We're playing big because we're playing it your way. We're playing with you on our team, God. And Lord, we ask you to test us because tests are how we know that we're getting better. Tests are the things that we're able to show you that we can handle more. We can be trusted with more blessings so that we can then continue to bless other people and to continue to walk in our purpose. Father, I really thank you for everything that you have done in the past, present, and what you're going to do in the future for us. I ask that you continue to guide the directions of our feet and to really continue to bless our, our, our minds and to have creativity flow, to have new ideas flowing and to have networking flowing and, and personality just showing and shining bright. Father, thank you for our individuality and our uniqueness. And Lord, I thank you for all the people that you have put in our lives to help us. It's okay to ask for help. And Lord, we continue to ask for your help in guiding us down our path to our own personal success and to where you have us meant to go, Father. Um, use us for your will. Use us to be a blessing for other people. So thank you, God. Thank you for another great episode. As always, I love the fact that y'all are here. Like, ah, I have a whole podcast that's an outlet for me. So thank you so much for listening. And I love your messages. Continue to send those messages. If you have any questions at all, or if you want to hear a specific topic for me to speak about, um, definitely just hit me up on Instagram at Green Line Planner and share that with me because I'd love to hear it. Um, I love the fact that I'm able to speak with somebody. And so if y'all talk back to me, I would love that. Um, but thank y'all so much again. And I will see y'all in episode three. Bye.